Hey, everyone, and welcome to Breakdown to Wake Up, a show dedicated to sharing personal journeys of men and women who have traversed through mazes of uncertainty, dark clouds and dishonoring themselves, and the lessons they have learned along this path of who they really are and what one can truly accomplish in our own self-discovery. In sharing these stories, we touch, move, and inspire with a keen understanding that you, too, can transform your life from frustration, ill health, and the darkest steps to abundance, health, and joy. I'm your host, Jocelyn Bellows. And as a writing coach, I work with men and women to break through the BS of their lives to find their own voice. If you too are ready to get the book out of your head and onto the page, I'd love to hear from you and can be found at jocelynbellows.com. And if you're joining us on YouTube, please like and subscribe to my page. So you know that sales expert you always looked up to and thought they seem to have it all? Well, my guest today is just that, Lois Coffey. Well, that was her until the day before her 30th birthday. Her career had pushed her to the edge, as well as a recession. She made herself sick. Her car was repossessed, and she was sleeping on her friend's floor. She was anxious and depressed, and couldn't imagine how she could possibly bounce back from such a hard thud to the ground. There was so much shame and guilt and a heavy cloud of debt looming over her head. However, to bring herself back to life, she began connecting with spiritual mentors and life coaches to guide her forward, and as she did, this internal, this deep internal work, she realized how much more focused her mindset was on greatness. And it was in that self-discovery, she truly found who she really is. And we'll be right right back with um, Lois in just a moment. Hey, Lois. Hey, good to be here. Thank you so yes. much for having me. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. We talked, gosh, months. It feels like an eternity ago. It was probably two months ago. And we know life just sometimes just shows up. So, so much shows up in the, in these short weeks at times. Um, and so I'm really glad because like, we had a really great inspired conversation getting ready mm-hmm. for the show. So I want to jump right in. I, I want to start with this I, from you had a stellar career. You were kicking butt, right? Mm-hmm. Making great money, thinking you had it all on that track of what the prescribed life was meant to be. What happened? Well, it was the best thing that ever happened to me, um, even though it was a lot of trauma, um, a lot of fear. Uh, and actually, the pandemic last year, um, if we get time, it, it came full circle. So it's a really cool, um, blissfully painful journey, but it, it was, you know, making $250,000 a year, having three companies, um, having the ability to travel anywhere at any time, having tons of, you know, investment properties with an investment team. And I thought I had it all building my million dollar condo, um, my dream home at the time. And, and I thought I'd be a millionaire by the time I was 30. And so, as you said, um, instead of that, I was beyond bankrupt because I couldn't even afford bankruptcy. Um, I was, you know, having three foreclosures, which I felt like a worthless piece of shit just because of my upbringing. You know, you pay your bills on time. You you have a good credit score because that's your self-worth. All of these, you should, 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 should. So that went out the window. Um, The fact that I had my car repossessed the day before my 30th birthday was brutal. Um, just because, you know, in this day and age, you kind of need a car. And I, even if I was homeless, I could sleep in it, but now I didn't have one. So if it wasn't for the kindness of friends and my stepbrother, I don't know if I might not have been 
that that beach bum or or you know the, they say the the beach or the bench homeless person right so that was very shattering i didn't realize how my identity was wrapped up in my career my identity was the ability to complete ironman triathlons and course income and and credit score like all the things i mentioned all, so. all of the external factors of the the laundry list of you said the shoulds and i should is the word one word that i want to eliminate from everyone's vocabulary i'd love to take that word out of the dictionary because we should all over ourselves we should do this we should be on this platform we should be at this place in our life at a certain time mm -hmm. and yeah. and that was a not dissimilar on a very similar track of my own um, it, it, through mine hit at 40, but of I, I had all I, I had all the the tick marks, right? The great job, the great house, a successful career, accessible business, had a healthy kid, had all the things. So you had all of these, you had your sensibility of these are the this is what's going to get me to that threshold of the millionaire status at age 30. But that's not what happened. No. And in fact, it actually was more painful because what I decided to do, I still had that positive mindset. I still mm -hmm. had belief to some extent of myself. I said, well, you know what? Maybe real estate wasn't for me. Because at that time in the recession, living in the Southwest, nothing was selling. If you saw the movie, um, The Big Short, that was mm -hmm. my life. And so, and I was at the beginning, I was at the very front end of that. So I, I really felt worthless until I met someone who had 92 foreclosures. So then I felt a little bit better, you know, misery loves company. Mm -hmm. And I, I did what I could to go out there and start what I'm doing now, uh, a sales training career for myself instead of training real estate agents in that arena. And I had so many negative people in my life saying, well, you're such a failure. Like, look what just happened to you. Who's going to listen to you? You people, you had, you had other people telling you this. Yeah. 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 And basically like, who's going to listen to you because you just had a massive failure. You need to get your shit together. And there was only, only a handful of people that said that, but guess what? That's all it took for me to downward spiral into depression, anxiety, suicidal thoughts. And to be quite honest with you, I don't think I really, really understood it until the pandemic and how I bounced back. It's a long story. We don't have all what the time. Because there's some there's time gap there from when this initial downward spiral showed because you've you've come back so much from there. Oh, but yeah. what was it about the pandemic that allowed you to see see a different aspect? Well, um, leading into the pandemic, I was actually working and selling for other companies again. So hmm. there's a parallel here. When I was in real estate, I was selling for the broker. I was selling for other companies. I had my own um, mortgage company, but it was still, you know, you had to have a, a broker. So it wasn't really selling me. So the path of least resistance, instead of leading with Lois, I started selling for all these other companies and I wasn't really happy. I was selling at a high level mm -hmm. for them to make millions. I was stuffing down my dream. So I resorted to workaholism binge drinking, and really having not a, a healthy marriage, just more of a codependent, people-pleasing, working seven days a week to avoid my truth and reality. So when the pandemic hit, I had already started working with a coach who said, Lois, what are you waiting for? Different than those voices I heard back in the day. 
And ironically, or not ironically, this is the same coach I, I met back in 2007, who actually was the one person who believed in me, but I didn't believe in myself. So I gave up on my dream and went the path of least resistance again, selling for other people. Mm-hmm. So long story short, um, last year when the pandemic hit, I was just starting to build that confidence and have a comeback. I called 2020 my comeback year before 2020 became what it <laughs> became. It the world. And so, yes, back in 2007, one of the things that I was told is, Lois, you got to get into online selling. You've got to have telecourses. You got to build an email list. And I was like, no, 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 no. I don't want to do that crap. That's for the birds. I'm a face to face, belly to belly, handshake, kissing babies, closing a deal. If I knew you, you could get in front of me. I'd close you in four to eight conversations or less. It was Mm -hmm. kind of fun for me. And I had zero experience in the online realm. Okay. So when the pandemic hit, um, I had my brother died suddenly. My mother died right after him. And so I was facing my demons again and realizing life is short. You know, um, it was very traumatic and it caused me to take a breath, like a really long breath and pause and say, what am I doing? What was it in in what were the what were some of the I mean yes you yes you had suffered some traumatic losses but mm-hmm. was it in the reflection of their lives that you start to really reflect on your own again? Yeah, for yeah. sure. Okay, for take sure, us on that. Sure. Take us take us on that pathway. What was it? I know. <laughs> I didn't prepare you. We purposely <laughs> don't have preset questions. We talked about this because it's what is meant to show up as conversation shows up. So yeah. take us, take us down, take the audience on that path. You, you lose these two significant people in your life. And now, now what? Well, part of it came from, they, I saw in my brother, I'll just use him as the first example. Cause he was only seven years older than me. Mm-hmm. I saw how he was a people pleaser, workaholic, alcoholic. And I'm like, Oh my God. I kind of resemble a few of those, those the sales, the salesperson mentality, which I'm now really, 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 really empathetic and passionate about is the work hard, play hard, right? Is go, 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 go. And I realized I had fallen into that without even being conscious of it and not speaking and being my true self. So that was wake up call number one. And um, to be fair, you know, my family's, uh, trauma from my childhood, all of that resurfaced. And a lot of that came from that belief of you got to be perfect. Never let them see you sweat. Um, don't talk about your past or your family or, you know, don't speak your truth because no one needs to hear about that. A lot of shame, mm-hmm. a lot of trauma. And I recognized 2020, everyone's going through loss. Everyone's going through trauma. Nobody knows what the hell they're doing in this online space. And it reminded me of 2007 when I had that that fork in the road where I could have gone that way of leading with myself, speaking my truth, being seen, being heard, being paid for my value. And it was like deja vu for me. So I saw the writing on the wall and I quickly, obviously a lot of grief therapy and a lot of other things behind the scenes as I went through the year, but I very quickly knew what I had to do. I couldn't hold back on my truth any longer. I had to go out there and share my story um, and 
be able to be a light for the world and to help people sell from an authentic space. Because a lot of salespeople don't sell from an authentic space is because of childhood trauma, fear of rejection, fear of abandonment. I've done all of that and then some. And taught and, that that's not how that you're, we were taught um, traditionally in sales not to show up that way. You, you show up in the way of whatever it is on the other person needs to hear. You say what they need to hear. Yes, yeah, scripts. Rather than just speaking and speaking from right here, because when we speak from here, from our mm. being, from our essence, there mm. is you're you're speaking from a solid foundation of you. There is no wavering. There is no second guessing. There is no I'm I'm putting myself outside of my own way of being to please someone else and teetering back and forth. I am who I am. I am solid, and when I speak from this place. People come to me because they want to work with me. Yeah. You're yeah. a whole person in every aspect. So go on. A hundred percent. And so before the pandemic, I thought I had to work with anyone and everyone. Um, I thought I had to sell using someone else's system that really wasn't authentic for me. And so to rewrite my story, to come full circle, you know, now, not surprisingly, right, when I came from an authentic space, when I spoke my truth and was seen and heard, I'm now back making more money than I was when I was in real estate. Wow. During a pandemic. And so I know that's kind of like the universe saying, yeah, it's about time. We were waiting on you. <laughs> yeah. Also, I was thinking of too, because here you, I love that. I, I love the thread of you, the coach that you met, you met in 2007 and you, and it was not until 2020 that you actually engaged coaching services from the same person. And that you had this resurgence, this, not this next level of opportunity mm -hmm. to step into your own greatness. And I applaud you for recognizing that and actually taking that step. Yeah, I'm finding more and more um, as I talk to people on discovery calls. Um, I had one today, in fact, that they're just they're holding themselves back and I can see it. And it's it's just like, yes, I was there. And you got to you got to let that go and, and move forward because the world deserves to hear your your message and your truth and your uniqueness because there's no one else out there like you there's no one else out there like me we're really here for a purpose and our story you know facts tell stories sell right um it might seem cliche or cheesy but that's all i've been doing you know i have a podcast too and, and that's all i've been doing is sharing stories and people are hungry for inspiration they're hungry for guidance leadership being a part of a tribe and a community that that cares about them and isn't going to judge them. Yeah. I was listening to um, a Prince EA video. I don't know if you know who Prince, Prince EA is. Mm -hmm. And um, it was, he opened with this, this statement. He said, he asked the question, when, what day of the week do you believe? And I'll actually ask you this. What day of the week do you believe people have the most heart attacks? I know the answer. Yeah. It's, it's Monday morning. Yeah. At what time? Do you know the hour? Oh, it's been so long since I've heard it. Is it like 8 a.m.? Between 8 and 9 a.m. Yeah. Okay. And, and I think this throws threads beautifully. No, no mistake that, of course, I came across it just days before getting ready for this conversation. <laughs> Between 8 and 9 a.m. And that is, that is, of course, the time we start our work week, most by most standards. 
And mm-hmm. it's because people are showing up and going to a job that is misaligned and they're pouring so much of themselves because most of our life we're spending at work or yeah. in the work environment, whether it be in the office and now we know virtual office. Um, why, why do we choose then to spend it in something that we're not aligned that doesn't make us feel alive and whole mm-hmm. and full every single day? Hundred percent. It's 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 the programming. It's why I work in tandem with a subconscious mind coach. Like I'll just refer people to her and say, "You're not ready for me," because I could, I could teach you all this stuff. But if your monkey mind, as I like to call it, the you know the lower brain, the subconscious self sabotage, is so, um, so unconscious. I'm just gonna call it that. So unconscious that we don't even know. Like I was unconscious for really almost 13 years and because I said no to my truth and embraced fear in someone else's power and beliefs and bought into their lies and BS, but didn't take the time. Granted, you know, you're, you're a mom too, right? So you have kids and responsibilities and bills to pay. And sometimes I think we, we get lost in the, the details, the, the stuff in life. We get, lost, we get lost in what everyone, well, we get lost in a few things. We get lost in, first of all, the narrative that we've been told of how we're supposed to be, especially as parents, especially as moms and, and business owners, that we're meant to put our ch- children's needs first. We put our spouse's needs first. We put everyone else's mm-hmm. needs first. But that's, what, and that's, I mean, that's in their advertising. It's what we've been told generationally. Mm-hmm. And yet... The key difference is when we start, when we shift and say, no, I'm going to pour my love into me. I'm going to be the conduit, but I, I, it's, it's a me first, mm-hmm. me first. And when I'm happy, whole and complete, I can then not only step into, I'm stepping into my power and shining brilliantly. I'm showing up as a, as someone to represent what it can be to hold yourself accountable for our children. Mm-hmm. Our children will model who we are mm-hmm. by how we show up. Yeah. And so when we actually shift it from that, from that way of being, of being some, for someone else to way of being for us, so we can be for others, that we're showing well, a very different perspective. Well, and this is going to be really out there. Okay. Totally. You made me think of something. So, um, it's something it's a recollect uh recollect what's what i'm looking for it's something that i realized also last year we are oftentimes a collective consciousness of all the people like us so when prince died on april 21st 2016 like the world stopped right and i never even got to meet him in person but i bawled like a baby that night I'm like where the hell is this coming from and if you study his story, massive amount of trauma, rejected from his family, potentially abused. And he was a workaholic. He, you know, succumbed to opioid addiction and, and who knows what else. Amazing, amazing soul. It wasn't just his music. It's just he was holding a level of collective conscious for all the black sheep, all the people who have been rejected from their family of origin. And I think that's really I haven't said that in an interview because it's just something that I've been wrestling with recently um, as a black sheep myself. Uh, I really believe <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> Hello, we all the black sheep other. out there. <laughs> we find each other because we're when we say that we're we're, we're we might be outside. We're outside the norm of what we're how we were acted and told to be, and we've chosen our to live in the way that we were meant to. Yeah. But yeah. continue. So yeah. he, he he represents the black sheep. So he represents that he represented and still does, I think, uh, that collective consciousness. And so when you talked about, you know, how I show up impacts my daughter, it, it, it impacts mass amount of people mm-hmm. when we come from our truth for better or for worse or in ways that we don't even know. I don't think Prince knew that about himself. So that also to be just Again, I'm weird, so I think about these things, and I'm like, that also rocked my world and and got my attention. Really going, huh? What's that all about? You know, and and journaling about it and reflecting, and so that I can, you know, break open those awakenings for other people too, because so many people are so unconscious and not not really awake. I'm curious as you've cut you along your journey. You, you started, you shared this a bit earlier, um, you know, when you talked about you had this milestone at age 30, you were going to be a millionaire mm-hmm. and you defined your value by your net worth. Mm-hmm. How do you define your value for you today? It's funny you should say that because um, I actually have a webinar uh, tomorrow. Actually, it's called This Build to Freedom. And I'm actually going to open with that. What does freedom mean for you? Cause I was so, I wanted freedom for me. That was in my mind, it was time and financial freedom, right? Still the same thing as I was looking for when I was 30, that, that elusive thing that we've kind of been brainwashed, you know, we're supposed to arrive to someday. And for me now, it's me owning my time, me being my highest and best version of myself, me not kowtowing to everybody else's needs and whims, having healthy boundaries. And and by having those healthy boundaries, I can show up as the brightest light as I possibly can and help other, you know, people give permission to do the same. To me, that's not maybe quantifiable. It's, it's really just impacting a million people, though, through my story and through me being my highest and best version of myself. To me, that's freedom. I, I agree. I'm going to add one thing to that. And this is from my perspective on it is the freedom is owning and possessing our own happiness, regardless of anything happening around us, being completely untethered and unattached mm-hmm. to having something external for us, whether it be our schedule, our money, our relationships, our mm-hmm. friendships, that the happiness truly is something that we can create from within and have and touch that at any point, regardless of what's happening. I mean, like the world around you could be amazing and everything is flowing. And we know that this also happens too. The world can crash down around us. And if we can center ourselves on our own way, our own beingness, mm-hmm. nobody can, nobody else has that power to take that away from us. No mm-hmm. one. Hundred percent, hundred percent. That base, that strength, and that base of our being. So that's why I brought up the piece about our value because very similar to you. Um, you know, I had defined my worth by my bank account, by my titles. I had, you know, I was a director, and I had done, you know, I was a director level position, 
have created amazing results in my workplace. We owned a really very profitable business. And yet none of what none of that did, none of that delivered me happiness. Mm. None of it. Mm-hmm. I had all the things. Checked off all the boxes. Yeah. Checked the boxes. And there was no, there was a, there was still something that felt like it was missing. Yeah, actually, you mentioned something that I uh, read a couple books that really also helped with my grieving processes and letting go of a lot of the stuff that I had stuffed for so long, right? The worthiness, the whatever, right? And so I read The Surrender Experiment and Untethered Soul by Mm -hmm. Michael Lanier. So talk about those, how those impacted you. What was funny because my coach actually recommended me reading the surrender experiment. I was like, Oh yeah, I feel like I should be waving a white flag right now. (laughs) And, and, and then this is the best part. And my coach and I will still laugh about it to this day. I started reading the book and the author pissed me off. I was like, well, he's just talking about meditation all the time and just, you know, doing his thing and he's a hippie. And I was sort of judging him. Right. And was like not getting it. I'm like, well, he doesn't have any stress. He's just meditating all the time. I don't get why I should read this book. (laughs) And so my coach is like, maybe you should look at that. Why are you triggered by that? Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think you should keep reading. And I was like, (laughs) yeah. So I, I read it. And then of course, by the end of the book, I was like, oh, it's not about whether or not this guy is a mom like me, or he's not meditating like 20 hours a day doing that comparison thing. It was, he was really allowing the universe to flow through him and not having to check off all the boxes and not have to force and fake it till you make it, but just allowing, I actually have a bracelet that says, you can see it, right? Allow. Um, I recognize that I wasn't, allowing you know this vessel to just be utilized to bring bring good stuff through uh, with with for the greater good for a long time so those two books the surrender experiment and then the untethered soul which he has many many lectures michael singer is the name of the author and it's just phenomenal like it it's basically about how to surrender the mind and how to really not just meditate to quiet the mind but just to, to be a witness to the thoughts, but not necessarily. And, and everything he did, it was like everything he touched turned to gold and he wasn't forcing anything to happen. And, and that's so, so opposite of what, at least in America, but I think in most countries, you're supposed to push, you're supposed to hit goal, you're supposed to, you know, hit your numbers and all these things. And I had been lost in that for quite some time and influenced by other people for quite some time. So it brought me back to center. And how now do you utilize those practices in your own life, number one, and second, compounding that, what has shifted inside for you? Oh, I'm not going to, it's not about the money per se, but I will show you like here, you probably can't see it. And it's, it's a little bit beaten up, but this is my, I, I write, I call it my daily compass and guide it's a it's a free gift that i give to all of my clients and friends and right away at the top instead of saying what am i committed to today that's the first question what am i committed to today is oftentimes i'd write well 
you know, making so many phone calls. This was, you know, a year ago. But since having this journey, it's just be still and allow. That's it. That's my commitment today. Be still and allow. And with a lot of work through the process, when I first did that, it wasn't as uh, doable or beable, whatever, as it is now. Um, but but now it's just like I have a simpler schedule. I if something comes up, um, I'm still practicing and I'm still getting better. I'm not perfect by any means. Progress over perfection is my my mantra. Uh, but I allow things to happen. And instead of getting angry or upset or judging that in the moment, I'll be more like, huh, I wonder what that's going to lead to, you know? And so that's made me calmer, better relationships with my kids and my husband, having more open and honest conversations, showing up better on sales calls. And then, then coming back to the money that I was chasing for so freaking long, right? It just started flowing in like it'll come in and I'll be like oh that was easy instead of like oh god where's the money gonna come from like oh I gotta make these calls I gotta do this thing I gotta go back to my list and did I get it all done maybe I screwed up maybe maybe I I had a shitty day and it's all my fault you know that was the stuff that I let go and surrendered to the process so kind of a long answer but really the the summary there is allowing me to be me, allow myself to grieve when the grief comes, allow myself to just feel and allow whatever is coming to me in the moment to be perfect instead of judging it and then causing a self-fulfilling prophecy of not achieving whatever that thing is. Yeah. We are, uh, we have like 10 seconds left and we're going to go a little bit late. I know you've got, I know you have somewhere you can do I want, I love, well, I'm going to bring up your website um, sure. So, thank you. Lois, thank you so much for joining. And for those of you who have tuned in, you guys can learn more about Lois and her amazing coaching practice at loiscoffee.com. There will also be a link in the show notes as well, so you can find it there. But I want to I want to give you one final. If there's one nugget that you mm -hmm. can share from your journey that is to to motivate or inspire those who are still in their depth and in the doing. And the feeling that they're the doing is what it is. What's one piece of advice you can share? You know, this is, I'm going to say what I used to say before the pandemic and now how I've changed, you know, before I would say discipline your disappointments mm -hmm. and never give up. And now I'm discipline your disappointments and surrender to the process and just trust the process and know that it's, everything's going to be okay. Yeah. Perfect. And I, I don't even like perfect because perfect is we, when we strive for perfection. That is it. Mm -hmm. it's, it's allowing and recognizing you're always loved and supported by ways and means that you will never, ever understand until the magic shows up. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And being conscious of what's happening, learning along the way is, is another sidebar because I, I think I was just on that hamster wheel for so long that now I recognize it in my clients and helping them not be going through that dizzying workaholism slash got to force things to happen. It's just, it's exhausting and it doesn't have to be hard. It doesn't have to be. It's meant to be easy. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today and thank you everyone for tuning in. Um, and you can find out more again from about mm -hmm. Lois at loiscoffee.com.
Have a great one. A pleasure.